Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts, you're going to be touched, rebuilt and restored, equipped and empowered and revived and healed. And you're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. And so God bless you today. If you want to support the podcast, visit us at www.riverofheaven.org slash donate. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. So happy to be with you again today uh, for another exciting look at these nuggets of wisdom in Scripture uh, from Genesis to Revelation that... The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2, it's the glory of the Lord to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search that matter out. And so we've been on quite an adventure, haven't we? We started uh, a few months ago with podcasts regarding the gem that we called the river of God or the river of heaven. And so that's an exhaustive topic that really, you know, we could spend weeks, maybe even a full year uh, delving into talking about the river of God and all the implications of the river of God, the river that comes down from the throne. And then we got into not just the source of the river, that's, you know, Jesus Christ, he is the living water, not just the source, but also uh, then the flow of that river. What is the flow of that river? What is that indicative of, or what does that represent? And that represents the flow of the Holy Spirit, who is also the third person of the Godhead. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit is symbolized throughout Scripture and um, there's many different uh, figures or many different paradigms that you'll see or you'll, you'll read about when you listen to scripture or you read scripture. Uh, you know, he's the dove. He's the river. He's the, the fire of God. Uh, he's the wind of the spirit. He's all these different things. But really, those are all uh, different ways to characterize him. But he is actually the third person of the Godhead. He is part of the what we call the Trinity, the Father, who is Father God, the Ancient of Days, right? Jehovah, uh, Yahweh. And then we have Jesus, who is the Son of God. And then we have the third person of the Godhead, and that's Holy Spirit. And so there's a specific area that we've been looking at regarding the Holy Spirit, and that is what's called the sevenfold Spirit of God. You know, there are seven specific characteristics or seven specific dimensions of the Spirit of God that we are to learn about as far as what Scripture teaches. In Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, um, it says that the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, being the Messiah, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now, we've talked about this before, but, you know, he's also known as the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of grace and supplication, the spirit of truth. There are many different synonyms for the Holy Spirit, okay? 
but there are seven specific dimensions or characteristics named in conjunction with one another together in Isaiah 11 and 2. And so that is what we've been uh, studying and tackling the last four or five podcasts. And if you remember, you know, the last podcast, we specifically got into this teaching on the spirit of counsel. Why is it so important that we yield to that aspect of Holy Spirit in our life of him being the spirit of counsel? Because we need direction. We need, we need to get proper advice. We need to get proper uh, direction in our life. And the only one that we can trust as directing our life is the Spirit of God, is the Holy Spirit, because He is the counselor. He is the one who provides counsel. He is the one that is our guide. He provides advice. He provides direction. We talked about last time how if you're driving and if you don't follow the traffic signs. If you don't follow the lights when you come to an intersection, the traffic lights, you may be in some big trouble, right? Because we've got the red light that tells us to stop. We've got the green light that tells us to go. We've got the caution light that tells us to, to take a look and make sure, proceed with caution, right? And then we also have signs and it all boils down to this. These traffic lights, these road signs, they direct us of how to drive. They direct us regarding where we're to go and how we're to get to our destination, how we're to get there without having an accident. And that is, spiritually speaking, when we follow the Holy Spirit's counsel, when we follow his advice, when we follow his leading and directing, we stop ourselves from going down the path, the Bible says, of impending doom. And so we're going to talk now about a different dimension today, uh, a different aspect or a different characteristic of the Spirit of God, of the Holy Spirit, out of Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. And if we go back there, we read it again. It says, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, him being the Messiah. Jesus Christ is our Messiah. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and and might. We have these two aspects or characteristics of Holy Spirit married up with one another, the spirit of counsel and might. So whereas counsel is the Holy Spirit characteristic which is guiding us and leading us and giving us advice, the spirit of might talks about that strength or that bravery, the valor, what's needed to get what we're going to do accomplished. See, we have to follow his leading in order to go that direction that he wants us to go to accomplish the tasks that he wants us to accomplish. But we need the strength and the courage and the bravery and the, the might uh, in order to be able to complete those tasks he's given us. Amen. Uh, complete those assignments that we have for our life. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 24. O Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand for what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds. Listen, this was the time where the children of Israel were facing up against, or they were in bondage in Egypt, and Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. He thought he was a god. Everyone worshipped him as God. 
and we read about the mighty hand of the real God. We read about the one who can only do those mighty deeds. He's the only one that can do those mighty deeds. God demonstrated his omnipotence or his all-powerful nature when he defeated the kings and the military might of evil, wicked civilizations throughout history. And it's recorded over and over again in the Bible. And we haven't even come into the fulfillment of where that's going to land in the future. God's going to do it again. Culminating in the Old Testament with the defeat of forces of Pharaoh, the God of Egypt, especially in the book of Deuteronomy here, which was probably the most wicked empire uh, that had reigned during the time of Moses. By God's supernatural might, he worked his wonders would put an end to the bondage and enslavement of the people of God who were in Egyptian captivity. The spirit of might was at work ministering the mighty deeds of God. Holy Spirit was even at work back then. Holy Spirit did not just show up in Acts chapter 2. No, he was ministering even back to Genesis in the beginning, in the book of Genesis, where it said, in the beginning, the, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters before the Lord even began to create and began to speak and to mold. Hallelujah. But the Spirit of might was at work ministering the mighty deeds of God. This same characteristic and dimension of the spirit is how captives today who are bound by the forces of darkness are set free. Listen to what it says here in Isaiah chapter 33, verse 13. Here, you who are afar off, what I have done, and you who are near, acknowledge my might. Okay? Other places in the book of Isaiah Isaiah chapter 10, verses 27, it talks about that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. The anointing. The anointing that breaks the yoke. And where does the anointing come from? The anointing comes from the Spirit of God working in your life, from us yielding to Holy Spirit. Specifically, this aspect or this area of the Spirit of might. Hallelujah. And so the Lord not only commands the people to hear, listen, and obey him, but he also gives attention and we're commanded to acknowledge and give attention to his might. As children of God, we have access to this dimension of the spirit, which commands the attention of people, even those who don't believe. See, Pharaoh had no choice but to believe that what was happening was from the God of the Hebrews because He thought he was God, and when the plagues broke out in Egypt, he realized very carefully and he understood very well that he did not have power the way that he was seeing power. He might have magicians, he might have counterfeit-type situations where he could put into play, but he could not even duplicate the works of the Lord, my God. And so today, when God's spirit is moving, there are miracles, there are signs, there are wonders. The lame walk, the mute talk, blinded eyes are open, the deaf ears begin to hear. Those who were sick are healed and the captives are set free. When what? The might of the Lord is moving. It says uh, very famously, it's quoted a lot in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Uh, So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. You know, what's interesting 
all these areas of scripture with the word might in them is the Hebrew word gibberah, gibberah. And that word means strength, force, valor, and bravery. This word is very closely related to the New Testament Greek word dunamis or dynamē, which speaks of dynamite power, which speaks of explosive power. Hallelujah. In the Old Covenant, the word, the Hebrew word again was gibberah. It meant strength or force, valor or bravery. Hallelujah. And so in the times that we're living in, beloved, we need the might of God. We, King David, before he was king, when he was just a little shepherd boy, he needed to understand that the one who was going to slay that giant, the one that was going to use him uh, to slay that giant, the spirit of God that was moving and came upon him, Holy Spirit, even back then, it was the aspect of the spirit of might that caused David to destroy Goliath. Hallelujah. And there are Goliaths all around us in this time that we're living in. We are Davids that every day we walk outside and it seems like there is another giant who is taunting, who is saying, we're going to do this in the nation and I'm going to do this and we're going to do this and bring enslavement to the people. And if you lose to me, then all your people are in slavery to me. But if I lose, I'll go away and all, all these people then are under in subjection to you. And again, Goliath, there's a whole other teaching on this for another time, but when Goliath stood over Israel, the picture is a principality, a ruling principality, which is saying, I have all the people under my control. All these people serve me, and if you can't beat me, you're all going to serve me too. You're going to be in slavery to me. You're going to bow down. But because of the might of the Spirit of God and David yielding to the work of the Spirit of might, the work of the Holy Spirit in his life, David was able to slay Goliath. And that is a picture of when we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And when those principalities and powers, when they come down in a region, all the Goliath in the region, when the, when the giant had fallen, there was no problems with the Philistines for a long time until the people of God got back into idolatry. And so we need the might of God to face the Goliaths of our day, to face the giants of our day. Have you ever felt that way, that when you walked out any normal day that you walk out, you get in your car, you may drive to work, you may drive to the supermarket, you may drive to the house of the Lord, wherever you go, but somewhere then you encounter some ideology or you encounter uh, someone who is walking in a wicked spirit who seems like they could even be a Goliath. Do not fear. Take heart. Be of good courage. Be of good cheer. For Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ has overcome the world. And so we can walk now in this spirit of might. And as we walk by the spirit, by Holy Spirit, by and according to the spirit of might, we're strengthened in confronted wickedness in our day and age. Being full of the spirit of might, 
we can have bravery and courage to boldly declare what the Word of God says concerning good and evil. We're living in a time right now where people want to try to call good things evil and evil things good. And beloved, we can't have it that way. We need to have the boldness to be able to say, no, no, this is what God says he loves and this is what God says he hates. We can't do any of this, though, in our own strength or power. And so in Micah chapter 3, verse 8, we read about this strength uh, in order to declare and to decree the holy righteous statutes of God. It says in Micah chapter 3, verse 8, but truly I am full of the spirit, uh, excuse me, I am full of power by the spirit of the Lord and of justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. We have to be filled with the spirit of God and specifically understanding really that role and dimension of might, the spirit of might to declare to even those who are of Jacob, even to those who believe that they're walking with the Lord. But there are a whole group of people uh, that call themselves the church that are standing for wicked ideologies. They've allowed idolatry to creep in. They've allowed uh, homosexuality to creep in. They've allowed uh, all this gender confusion to creep in. And because of that, we need to boldly be able to declare in love that, look, that's not what the word of God says, guys or gals. Let's get back on track with what God's word says concerning marriage, concerning gender, concerning all things that God created for good and to be holy. Hallelujah. Men and women of God need the spirit of might in operation in their lives when they are called by the Lord to talk about sin and call people to repentance. You know, the prophet Micah, he had to be full of the spirit's power, justice, and might to declare to the people of God that they were living in sin. We are now living in a time in history where the world system, many call it Babylon, all around us, is trying to completely dictate the social norms of society, especially concerning rights of the unborn, marriage, and gender identity. We need to be full of God's might to speak boldly against all the sinful perversions that man has invented, but while at the same time speaking the absolute truth of God's word on every matter. And again, we do this in love. We don't hate anyone. We are not angry or having a war or wanting to destroy any people, but our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual host of wickedness, against principalities, powers, rulers, and spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. That's what we bind. That's what we wrestle against. We love the people because people have been submerged in this culture. They've been submerged in all this confusion. They've been submerged in even the, some of the programming on television over the years that has taught them to acclimate to this godless Babylonian world system, okay? But when we walk in the power of God's might, we can stand up and continue regardless of what culture says, regardless of what the TV will say, what the media may say. We can boldly declare the truth of God's word in our lifetime and in our generations. Psalm 145 verse 4 says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. 
We talked about this in an earlier podcast, how we need to be careful that we are not looking at this as eschatologically, this is it, guys, and who cares about what's going to happen in the next generation or in our grandchildren or whatever, because Jesus is coming back next week, next month. That may be wonderful if he does, but we need to also be looking at the next generation and preparing them and marking the next generation with the praises. One generation shall praise your works to another. We need to praise the Lord. We need to teach our kids how to praise the Lord. We need to show our grandkids, if those of us who have grandkids, how to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And declare what? Specifically, your mighty acts. Remind them of what God did to Egypt, what God did uh, to Pharaoh's army. Remind them of how God delivered the people of God. And remind them throughout Scripture how if God did it then, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if God did it then, he shall surely do it even now even still deliver us from the modern-day pharaohs and the bondage that they would have put people in. Here is a beautiful picture in Scripture, Psalm 145, verse 4. One generation is shouting their praises to the next. One generation is declaring the mighty deeds, the deeds of Gibberah, the deeds of valor, the deeds of bravery, the deeds of all the the men of God and women of God that walked in the mighty power of God and even God's hand itself moving in mighty power. The spirit of might cultivates anticipation and it builds great faith and hope that since God is unchanging, he's going to do the same thing one generation to the next. If there's a people that will say, Lord, yes, I want to do whatever it is that it's your will to do. Beloved, God's going to have his way no matter what. But I don't know about you, but I want to be one of those people that says, Lord, use me for your glory and do it into and through my life. Dare to be a Daniel in your generation. Dare to be an Esther, young men men and women of God. Dare to be a Joseph in your generation. Hallelujah. Not conforming to social norms, not conforming to everything around, but instead because of faithfulness, literally causing the culture around you to conform to the things of God because God moves to bring about change because of the faithfulness of his people standing in the gap, the faithfulness of his people walking out in obedience to what he's asked to be done. Hallelujah. Another function of the spirit of might that we can't overlook or forget about is supernatural vindication. Walking in the spirit of might causes us to realize the battle is not ours, but it's the Lord's. God's might will bring vindication in our lives. Hallelujah. Look what it says in Psalm 54 verse 1. Save me, the psalmist says, save me, O God, by your name and vindicate me by your strength. David understood that in his life, especially while he was being pursued by King Saul, Saul's jealousy had consumed him to the point where he actually hunted David in order to kill him. But David refused to destroy the king by taking matters into his own hands because he understood something greater that he didn't have to. God would vindicate him. God would vindicate even with a plan of redemption. God's might gives us the strength to not repay evil for evil, but instead we bless those who curse us and we pray for those who even will spitefully use us. Matthew chapter 5, 
verses 44 and 45 says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. And so, I want to give us a little bit of a challenge today. I want you to really think about this aspect of the spirit of might, of what God's word says concerning the spirit of might. And I want you to think about this in a way where you're not going to vindicate yourself, but you're going to trust in the Lord. You're going to trust in him. You're not going to go out there in your own strength, but you're going to trust in the might of the Lord in his mighty power, I would encourage you, do that this week. If you'd like to connect with us, you can go to our website at www.riveroftheaven.org. River of Heaven Ministries is advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven through various means. In James 1.27, scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans. We take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis. Together, we can do more. Additionally, our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations, touching lives worldwide. Daily, new listeners hear the gospel, and through these broadcasts and podcasts, millions have an opportunity to repent believe and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching, encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high-quality recorded radio broadcasts podcasts and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access with your prayers and financial support we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiply millions in generations to come thank you for partnering with us we never like to close out the podcast without giving you a chance to turn to jesus christ and so you if you don't know the lord jesus christ i encourage you today to understand that God's grace led you to repentance and that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Just acknowledge that you're a sinner. Repent and turn to him and you'll be saved by grace through faith. Free gift of salvation will be yours and you will be filled with the spirit of God who is the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may he give you his peace. Until next time, goodbye.